Sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. Jordan, just survived your bachelor party? I did. I yeah. did. I survived my bachelor. I had a great time. You oh, guys man. were there. You guys were both phenomenal. Thank you so much. Jordan I played a sport a at his bachelor time. party. He climbed a climbing wall. Oh, I did. Yeah, I that, still don't believe he did that. Oh, did. I did. We have video of it. Yeah, I've got a yeah, picture. I did I'm not still... take pictures at most things, but I'm like, this is good, innocent fun. It was a very tall wall. It was three I, stories. I don't yeah. think you did it. I, I totally, I, I watched. Totally him. blew past Craig. Well, Craig didn't get off yeah. the first step because he oh. went. The, the footholds are too small for yeah. my feet. You beat Craig. Oh, bro. That's the only reason I wanted to do it. I'll explain this real quick. Yeah. So uh, I'm walking down. They're gonna give me a shot oh, at yeah. Twin Peaks. Twin it's Peaks. what the the uh, re- restaurant industry types call a restaurant. Yes, it's this well, is true. Hooters for lumberjacks. Yeah. yeah. And so they, she was like, "Do you want to climb our climbing wall? We'll have one of our girls race you." And I thought, "Oh, certainly not." Yeah. Absolutely not, because I, I remember one time at Gibraltar Trade Center back home, I saw this thing. They were like, if you can climb to the top, you win a prize. And I'm like, I'm going to pay $10 to do that, and I didn't get off the ground. Oh, I'm no, like, there's, yeah. There's no effing way I'm going to do this. She's oh. like, you look like you have good upper body strength. I said, no, I don't, but thanks. <laughs> well, let me tell you, hot, petite waitresses, maybe not the upper body strength, but great core strength, a lot well, of standing gonna... and walking, and very light. Well, she was I trying to get... I think they're going to be good climbers. Well, no, no. I knew that they were... I. This girl does this for a yeah, living. And, and That's why I didn't want to race there, her. So. I knew yeah. she would beat me. And then I did this shot down there, and then Craig's like, I'll race you. I'm like, all right, well, I think I can do this. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I thought, if I look like an ass, Craig will look like an ass, too. Yeah. For our listeners but it turns out home, only one person looked like an ass. Well, and I, I twice is, I thought about... Craig is somewhat fat. I would say... <laughs> oh, man, that was too harsh. That was too <laughs> harsh. I would also describe for myself s- as somewhat fat. I don't know. I I'm about s- the same level of fat as Craig. The I would say I that Craig is... The, what, what brought the joy for me with Craig is that Craig is very uh, confident. Yeah. Yeah. And to watch a confident person fail, I think, brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. His his power weight ratio is not correct for anything right. that involves him ascending. Twice. Yeah. Twice I thought, I'm going to stop because I had beaten Craig. And yeah. it was three stories. Yeah. And my my friends, like Phil, and yeah. not you because you weren't there yet, right. were cheering me and saying, go on, go on. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to keep going. That does yeah. not sound like your friends. And I kept uh, going. And then again, I got to like the third story. And I was almost to the, you had to get to the top of the third story to hit the thing. And so I get there. And again, I'm thinking, why don't I just stop? I've beaten Craig. It's all over. They're like, no, touch the bell. And I get to the top. And I'm holding on to the top. And I thought, oh, shoot, how do I get down? Yeah. Because at the bottom... The waitress had told me what to do when I get to the top, but I yeah. thought, in my mind, I'm thinking, there's no fucking way I'm getting to the top, so I just zoned her out the whole time and oh, kind of sure. focused in on the bazongas, right? Yeah. But no, I just wasn't even listening, because I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm getting to the top, and so I'm like shouting, like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And they're like, just let go. It's okay, yeah. and don't hit the wall on the way down. Right. So I did that. And don't grab the rope, which you did. I grabbed the rope? Yeah, you're not supposed to grab the rope because you oh. can get your fingers caught and ripped off or something like that. Oh, shoot. Well, anyway, fingers but you, still here. you yeah. survived. This is yeah. a very, we were very proud story of you. with a lot of detail. I still don't for a second Jordan's bachelor party involved more than any other bachelor party people cheering for The Bachelor. I don't know if really? you're like the fucking Rudy of Bachelors, but everybody, <laughs> like, I felt like everything we did involved people cheering for you. I don't think I cheered for The Bachelor even once. We orchestrated it yeah, like that. It was. Yeah, I wanted to be the only man ever carried off the field of his own bachelor right. party. Yeah! <laughs> oh, 
we did it! Yeah, eat that French fry. Yeah. Oh, good thing we ran up the score on Georgia Tech. Right? All right. Well, what do we got in the show today? Uh, uh, this week on the show, we've got a, uh, a British... Well, it's the uh, Kentucky Derby Sunday. coming up this weekend. Today, because this will be oh, released right, on Saturday. Be, yeah. So this will probably be posted after the running of the Kentucky Derby. Might be. Uh, yeah. So but, people, you're probably a couple of mint and juleps deep, so put on a podcast. There we yeah. go. As as one does on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have on British studying expert. It's uh, Lord <laughs> Cornwallington. Lord Cornwallington. Cornwall- that's yeah. a very British name. And he's a British studying, so studying like horse breeding. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Niles Cornwallington of the the old Cornwallington family. Apparently, they've been uh. they've been breeding horses for I think he said sixteen generations on their oh. their Ma- Niles Cornwallington. Yeah. And he's a lord. Yeah. Okay. He's Lord, lord Cornwallington. Cornwallington. Okay. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But, but also on the podcast, we're going to have a, an old favorite, Orb the Horse. Orb the Horse. He made his debut on episode 70 of the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now In went, the Wayback Machine. Well, he won the Kentucky Derby. What he would was, have been, 2012? Something like that. 2013? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. He was, he's Tom Brady's horse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tom Brady had a horse. Oh, well, not horse. just the one he married. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, Has His a horse. His wife is gorgeous. I don't know. She, as South Park said... Kind of looks like a dude. <laughs> well, that doesn't stop her from being Also, gorgeous. her torso's weirdly long. It really uh, throws me. Uh, she's got really long legs, too, though. Look, Orb the Horse... Uh, we was, are not going to nitpick Giselle Bunkin or whatever her last name was. <laughs> yeah. Well, Orb the Horse she's is going to... She's freaking gorgeous. What world are we living in? <laughs> or, Christ on a cracker, George. I would throw out a bed for eating crackers. Yeah, hashtag me, too. Uh, but Orb the Horse going to come and say, give us the hot goss on the uh, on the horses that are racing in the Kentucky Ooh, Derby. Well, that'll, be, that'll be exciting. Yeah. But first, LeBron James update, watch, update. LeBron James update, watch, update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today. 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 Cleveland Cavaliers find players for poor defense. Ooh, those are some fine mm. players. Subheadline: NBA could implement similar strategy and wipe out our national debt. Hey! <laughs> Pow! Uh, I don't know if you get that, Phil. No, they I don't, don't. They don't play much defense in the NBA, so that was that was a very <laughs> oh, yeah. a very pointed and they, <laughs> and they travel too much. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's right, Uncle Scott. See, that, two that's more of a say. cliche, old-timey thing to say about the NBA. The defense one is just the right... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers figurehead, head coach, Tyron Lue, is going to a new level to make sure his team doesn't commit silly fouls and plays good defense against the Toronto Raptors, a team analysts believe has the most aggressively 90s team name. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very, <laughs> like, yeah. When like, is... When is Jurassic Park not going to be an enormous thing? <laughs> right. Well, in fairness, Jurassic World is, what, the third highest grossing movie of all time? Is it? Oh. It just came out a few years God, ago. that's depressing. Yeah. After the Cavaliers pulled off a comeback win on Tuesday to take game one of the semifinals over the Raptors, to put, to put themselves up 1-0, now up 2-0, ESPN Brian's Windhorse finished half of the postgame spread and reported that the Cavs have a standing fine for players who bite on Raptors guard DeMar DeRozan's devastating punt pump fakes. Oof. Oh, wow. Yeah. The fine amount? $100. Oh, man. Maybe Coach Lewis should have consulted an economist before setting this price point. <laughs> I don't know that this is enough to discourage 
NBA players. Yeah. $100? That's real money. That's a couple video games. Well, I was going to say it's possible. He doesn't know how much these players make and was basing it on his own salary, <laughs> oh, which he just tipped to us is very low. It must be. Um, the rule- One-fifth one of what I make a week. <laughs> uh, the rule turned out to be a good one in overtime with the Raptors trailing by one with 10 seconds remaining. DeRozan drove to his right with the Cavs' Tristan Thompson on him. When DeRozan got to the right block, he threw several pump fakes at Thompson before kicking it out to guard Fred Van Vliet, who missed a game-winning three-pointer. Oof. Thompson didn't fall for any of the fakes, racking up a cool $300 in savings. That's not too bad. <laughs> That's some cash cab money right there. Yeah, we were on cash cab. Right? He could Tribute probably spend that right in my attracting taxi cab. more loose women. We got oh, 11 blocks geez, to go. Joel, no, and that, that's on. the guy who cheated on a Kardashian, right? At the end, you got double or oh. nothing. You could get ah. keep your $300. You could lose it all on one video question. It was a <laughs> widely discussed news story in my office. All right. After the game, Thompson said, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to give up that money. I just had a kid, so I'm just trying to save up for their college tuition. Oof. Tristan Thompson is on a five year, eighty two million dollar contract. However, by the time his two children are eighteen, college is expected to cost upwards of two million dollars a credit hour. Unless yeah. we elect Bernie Sanders, then it'll be free. <laughs> well well who will it be free for? Oh, the rich people. Oh, I was I was I was I was <laughs> wondering if Bernie would so swing by and give us the math on that. Oh yeah. The Okay, let me check. Hey, Bernie, are you still under our couch? <laughs> yes, I am. Let's be clear. Oh, hey, Bernie. Let's, no, let's be perfectly clear. All right? The free college, which I am proposing, which will fix all of the problems in this world, is only going to go to the bottom 1% of 1% of 1% of under a sewer grate, of bottom 1% of 1% of the poorest kids in America. Let's see how you like it. So that's... That's, I mean, so it's not free college. That's my nephew, Joe. (laughs) Okay. That's it. Anyway, so Tristan Thompson's been thinking about things like making his own coffee at home. Yeah. Driving his car for at least 10 years. Yeah. Not falling for pump fakes. Yeah. You know, those tips on every Yahoo (laughs) listicle. Right. Yeah. Uh, However, it's possible that Coach Tyron Lue is just trying to raise money for himself. You see, his boss, LeBron James, started finding Coach Lou $100 every time LeBron has to bail him out. Woof. Woof. Uh, In general, the Cavs have been lackluster on defense this season, reflecting a league-wide trend that dates back to the early 90s, with the only notable (laughs) exception being the Detroit Pistons of the mid-2000s. Woo! Detroit. Uh, The Cavs' win over Toronto was a convincing one, despite the close score, considering that Toronto has been eliminated by the Cavs in each of the last two playoffs. It continued to be a running theme, for the franchise, inspired by the dinosaur nobody had ever heard of before Jurassic Park. Right? Oh, weren't, yeah. Weren't they like an eagle for a while as their mascot? Like, it was like, no, we mean the bird. Well, raptors are descended from birds. That's why I got the big yeah. talons. Everyone knows the, that. The other way around, the the birds came from the raptors. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Uh, one, of the, one of the two. That That's right, though. No, it doesn't sound right, though. I mean, I guess it doesn't, but it is. Okay. Their logo is a raptor dribbling, yeah. dribbling a basketball. It's definitely a dinosaur. It's not a now. bird of prey. No. It seems like that's a de-evolution. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by... All of the things that LeBron James sponsors. Go see Jurassic World 2. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. 
All right, so what we're going to do today for yeah. News, News, News yeah. is we have anonymous NFL scout quotes Whoa. regarding the NFL draft, Ooh. specifically about two of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the draft. Whoa. Hold up, I'm going to say two names, Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Didn't think you'd hit it. You did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. He's a trumpet player. I got, yeah, I got the instrument there. Boom. You know. Boom. Uh, okay, so uh, this is number one. This is about Josh Rosen. Or wait, uh, should we maybe guess who it's about? No. <laughs> Make it a game? Sure, sure. Well, no, some of the quotes have him. I was hoping they would stay at 15. This is the, regarding the Cardinals. Yeah. I was hoping they would stay at 15 and get Lamar Jackson, but I don't have a problem with what they did. An exec said, I guess an exec. Everybody recognizes the talent with Rosen, but he is not the top guy in the draft because nobody likes him. Whoa. Oh, Yikes. shit. Yeah, roast joke. Ouch. <laughs> Yowza. Okay, here's the next one. This is from an insider. I think they have it set up right in Arizona because offensive coordinator Mike McCoy can speak that kid's language and talk fast enough to try to stay ahead of the kid so he does not get bored. Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, it's Josh Rosen again. Yeah. An exec noted that quarterback's coach Brian Leftwich also considered a future uh, head coaching material by former Cardinals coach Bruce Arians, would become a shooting star if he could help mold Rosen into a success. Mm. Byron will be good for the kid if Rosen allows it, said the insider. Oh, so Byron left which? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Marshall and then I think right. the Jaguars or whatever it was. Basically, they're saying he would ascend a head coaching status if he can mold Rosen. And oh, yeah. Byron will be good for the kid. And if he can't... He'll be out of a job. Well, it says here, Byron will be good for the kid if Rosen allows it. Then the insider let out a chuckle. Byron, in about a week, will probably want to take a poke at him. The insider continued, he's from fucking D.C., and he ain't having a cake eater walk in and act like a asshole. Oh, I wasn't sure what it was for a second. <laughs> bleeped out. Yikes. Yeah. And uh, this is number four. This is the last one about Rosen. Another insider bristled over the gap between Jackson's college production and where he was selected, particularly with so many questions surrounding the other quarterbacks. We will take Rosen, whose teammates dislike him, and who makes a fool of himself on TV, the insider said, but there were only a few teams that would have taken Jackson, even though he could have been the best quarterback in this draft. Hmm. Yikes. Lamar Jackson's, uh, was that the guy from like Louisville or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can unpack this as an outsider, it sounds like this fella is uh, not very good at football, but not very well liked. Did yeah. you see the movie uh, Draft Day? No. Kevin Costner? No. Oh. That sounds terrible. It was kind of cell phone, the movie. It was mostly phone calls. Yeah. But uh, basically, their whole thing is like, should they draft this, like, you know, gritty, uh, you know, salt of the earth uh, defensive guy or the the hotshot quarterback? And then they realize the hotshot quarterback had a birthday party, which the cops broke up. Yeah. You know, and like uh, came in with for like MIPs and stuff. Yeah. But then, but that wasn't what did it. What did it was the list of people who got MIPs at the star quarterback's birthday party. None of them were his teammates. Oh, so he wasn't a team player. So Kevin Costner's like, who would, I can't draft a guy if no one came to his birthday party. Like none of his teammates came to his birthday party. Yeah. Then it turned out that he went out of his way to make sure all of his teammates who were there were protected. Yeah. (laughs) Smuggled them out the back. Guys. Yeah, Costner, go dance with wolves. All right, Baker Mayfield. Uh, this is that is where Buffalo bet its future on Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen. So Buffalo went for Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen. It's a cold weather quarterback who is big and strong, not frail and little. 
in a cold weather city where it's windy, an exec said. You're going to have to throw throw it through the wind, and he can do those things. Good job for that. He's an aw shucks, likes football, makes his team visits with sweats and tennis shoes. Perfect for Buffalo. They don't need Baker Mayfield and fucking designer clothes, okay? <laughs> Whoa. They need Jim Kelly. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, right? Shots fired. At the close. Yeah. What if someone told you two months ago that the Browns would select Baker Mayfield first overall? No fucking way, said an exec. I came to grips with it the night before, but I didn't fully come to grips with it till the until the card was turned in. And I was like, you don't frequently contradict yourself in the same sentence. <laughs> right. But, but there you go, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I came to grips with it the night before, but I didn't fully come to grips with it <laughs> until the card was turned in. And I was like, my God, what is going on here? And the last one, it's the biggest gift the Jets have ever received, an exec said. <laughs> they may have played this thing perfectly. I almost wondered if they leaked that they liked Mayfield, which forced Cleveland to take Mayfield at one as opposed to getting him at four. I do not know if that was the case, but if it was, that was masterful by them. <laughs> Dang. Well, let's, I mean, it seems a little premature to assume that it was the Jets doing something right as opposed to Cleveland doing something wrong. When I was in the uh, at the airport ready to fly to my bachelor party, the yeah. NFL draft was going on, and uh, two guys were looking at their phone and noticed uh, the Denver's pick, which was Chubb. Mm-hmm. And then another guy just in the in the TSA line goes, hey, you guys watching the draft? And they go, yeah, yeah. They go, He just goes, Browns take Baker Mayfield. Most Browns move ever. <laughs> Whole TSA line starts laughing. <laughs> All the guys. Bunch of sports insiders yeah. in this TSA line. The Browns generally have this track record of really betting the farm with their number one picks on quarterbacks and it not not working out for them. That's because nothing goes right in Ohio. You know, Jordan, that's just not quite there. Tim Couch baked the most wonderful brownies. He would bring them in every week. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Just, I'm just saying to say that that it was a total bust. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got, I got the you. The Browns organization loved Tim Couch. Okay, okay, you fair know, enough. He'd wash your car if you asked him. <laughs> anyway, later a guy as he's putting his shoes in the bin just goes, "It's like they're trying to fuck up the draft." And again, <laughs> laughter through all of TSA. And then, except for one guy who looks just like me, who's like, "Well, I didn't hear. I was playing my Nintendo DS." <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is Niles Cornwallington, a uh, British uh, studying expert. Oh, yes. Hello. Hello. I feel like saying that he's Niles Cornwallington and he's a British studying expert is redundant at this point. Oh, yes. Well, I, I I do prefer that people know that I come from the grand old empire. Right, right. Uh, member right. of the Queen's subjects. And yeah. and where where in England are you originally from? Wessex. Wessex. Yes, the Cornwallington estate has stood in Wessex. Wessex I'm, for I'm many surprised you're not from Cornwall. That's kind of where I was going <laughs> with surprising. this. That's uh, surprising. It's understandable, but it actually, the, the Cornwallington name is actually what Cornwall is named after. Oh, and then you move. That's how old my family is. You're kind of like a dog that, that pees on the side of a tree and then keeps walking, where you're like, I sir, own that. Sir! What? Sir! What? I will not have you besmirch the Cornwallington name Oh, I'm sorry. Such. I forgot. Sometimes I'm a little rude when guests are around. I've got to that's, watch myself that's, that's when I'm around That is true. You, you do get a little, you, you get jumpy, I feel yeah. like. You get a little that edgy. Will, quickly earn you a formal censure in the House of Lords. Oh, I don't want a formal censure. No, I'll, I'll behave. I know I'm in polite company. All right. Goodness gracious. No, you Great don't. Balls of fire. It's also, it also seems your accent isn't very Cornish. 
Yeah. Um, but but we'll we'll roll Again, with this. I'm from Wessex. Right now, yeah. I, I know it just feels. It feels. I would really like to move on to talking together. about horses. Yes, we would love to hear all about the Cornwallington family has been among the the most expert families at horse racing ever. Right, and in, in the, the li- history of mankind, let alone Europe, let alone England. The literature uh, provided for us says it's 16 centuries of horse 16 breeding. 16 centuries of horse breeding. That is absolutely correct. That is That's crazy. so many centuries. Yeah. So so our horses. Ran down the French at Agincourt. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but I, I'll take your word for it. What what has led to your success? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's about breeding. Good breeding. Well, you are a studying expert. Yes, so that's why sense. I'm a studying expert. Right, a pretty studying expert. People will focus all they want on the race, but you know what? The race is decided long before those horses line up in the ah, stocks. It's okay. when you find a good stud and a good mare and sire a young one that is... is Bread to win. It's about studying, studying. Uh, I mean that that was it was an appalling pun, but but you are correct. It's about it good pun. stock, good genes. Yeah. Yes, good genes. So I'd like to provide you some of the notes that we have. Okay, yeah, these are these are inside looks at highly secretive notes that the Cord Wallington family has on all of the horses running. In the upcoming Kentucky Derby. Oh my gosh! Well, this oh, is basically a betting guide. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> who's going to win that it? This podcast posts before the race. Who's going to win it then? <laughs> well, okay. The odds-on favorite is Justify. But Justify. you know what? I don't understand why he's the odds-on favorite. You don't? Ooh, I know why. Thin semen. Thin semen comes that? out very watery. Watery. Watery thin semen. Not a good sign. So I heard you're that looking was for a normal. Stud. For I thought that the watery semen was pretty normal. It is fairly normal, but you're not looking for a normal horse if you want to win the uh, Kentucky you want, Derby. You want a you, you want, want to be, a strong mount. You want it to be like shooting out full minnows. So yes, thick <laughs> thick semen. You want your semen to be not unlike a good roux. Ugh. So like ropes, like yeah. good ropes of semen. Ropes, but again, it's the texture, it's the consistency. That's why we, when we're looking at them, we always get a nice good. Dosage of semen, and we'll rub it between our fingers to get yeah, the feeling of it. That's gross. Right. Also, grit yeah. is a bad sign. You want it to be nice grit? and smooth. Like sandy? Yeah, <laughs> yes, no. It's, you, yeah. It's gritty uh, semen, that's not going to produce a good a good. No, who's got gritty semen? I don't what are you feeding these horses? Yeah, that sounds like a problem in their kidneys. Yeah, so who is going to who is gonna win that if that's in the Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've been looking at Lone Sailor. Oh, that's 50 very to 1 thing. odds. Okay. While we're recording this. And, right. And, and I'm sure they're going to change now that I've revealed the Cornwallington secrets. Sure. But here's the thing. A lot of people look at Lone Sailor and say, oh, he doesn't run quite as fast as the other horses. Well, Which, that would make it very tough <laughs> yes. to win the Kentucky yeah. Derby. But you know what? He fucks like a god. Fucks like a god. Yes, what, if you, you mean like he does it often or he's uh, like good at it? Often and he also satisfies his mares every time. Whoa. If that's... you if you could see what he looks like thrusting over and over into a mare that's spread eagle before him. Uh, uh yes. Spread eagle? That's the, not how horses have sex. I mean, there's it's, no way that's not <laughs> hey, that. This guy's been doing it for 16 centuries. Look, I've seen I think, videos. They do not spread eagle. Their little legs would snap. Uh, no, things how, are different in England, it's not Phil. How the yeah, horse yeah. legs uh, go. You clearly uh, aren't familiar with some of the Cornwallington breeding uh, exercises that oh. have made us so successful over the years. That sounds but, uh, gross. But, yeah. 
but the the nays and whinnies produced by the mares fucked by lone sailor. Ugh. Oh, you they echoed throughout the barnyard. Okay. I didn't know that quality of sex made somebody a better. Or That's worse what makes sport. a good stud. All right. And if, he's if, a good... if the mare orgasms while they're having sex, it makes for a faster horse. How can you? How do you measure? It's can you tell? Orgasm? Can you? I how... heard that mare yeah, orgasms well. were a myth. <laughs> no, they they can, but you do have to be careful. Some of them will fake it. Oh, but uh-huh. never with lone sailor. Let me tell you that much. Yes. All right. Well, who who else? Who else is gonna be good? Well. <laughs> Who else has got a good chance of winning? There is my my boy Jack. My boy Jack. My boy Jack. Yes. Is it your boy Jack or is it just Jack and yours? No, the name of the horse is my boy Jack. Can I say I get kind of a a a willies when the when the horses have a three three world name? Yeah, it's kind of like um, a serial killer. Yeah. Three wooden names are wonderful. Yeah. I Mm. don't leave home without one. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. uh, Anyway. My boy Jack just has very large, bulbous balls. His testicles are... That seems like that would be a bad thing. Yeah, they'd be swinging and, and, yeah, and, and shaking to the side. Them. In this case, they're, they're very aerodynamic and they hang low in the sack. So they sort of uh, dip off the end Something there. about you saying sack about horses like that just doesn't feel right. The testicles that hang low in the scrotum are a very good sign. Very right. good. Do you tape them up when you're racing or... Hmm? Do you tape tape it up when they're racing? or? Oh, no. You want them swinging free. Ugh. Uh, yes, absolutely. Look, I know that you're a, a British studying expert and all, but <laughs> it seems like... It seems like you're you're not talking about their genetics or who you're matchmaking. You're just talking about the quality of sex, and it's weird. Yeah, you're not talking about like the speed, the, right. how good they are in like dry in grass. A little bit about somebody or... who runs this fast, someone who runs this fast has a horse, and they run this. You're okay. talking about okay. like their how ropiness heavy, how... of their semen. You want to talk a little bit about speed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About genetics. Speed. Yeah, uh, Mendelssohn. I'll tell you why he's my second favorite to win the race behind Lone Sailor. Okay. It's because he's not very fast. He takes his time. What? That's horrible. That is not how you win a race. Everyone knows it's not how you win a race. If you take your time, you're going to lose. Who said anything about a race? When he's copulating with the mares. He's, he's, He's slowly pumping in and out of them just... Gradually at his own pace. Oh, Niall, stop they, touching my leg. They plead Niles, for come it on. to be no, faster. Don't, don't, don't grab my don't, arm. Don't That's gross. Mendelssohn oh, his hands are sweaty. But, Why are your hands so sweaty? Oh, but, oh, the, Wait, that is sweat, isn't it? Uh, there might be a little bit of horse semen mixed No, in. get out of here. <laughs> all right, thank you horse very much. Semen, oh, you're throwing me out in all my years. Yeah, I we shouldn't have a British studying expert on again. Gross. Joining us now on the podcast is Orb the Horse, 2013 Kentucky Derby winner. Nay, I'm an old horse now. Oh, well. Oh, uh, you haven't seen me for five years, no, and now yeah. I'm an old horse. Well, really, have a seat. You look, yeah, the, look like you're moving you, slow Nay, there. nay. Oh, my, my joints. are much shorter. Oh, my joints are aching, all that running I well, did in my youth. Yeah, Orb, oh, man. We're, we're really thrilled to have you back on. Obviously, you were one of the earlier guests we had in the podcast. You both look the same, but I've aged many years. Yeah. Well, you've lived a harder life, man. Yeah, live a shorter life. I hooked up with Giselle. 
<laughs> I had to deal with Tom Brady. Okay, this is... And now I'm going to die soon. Yeah. Oh, no. My kids are already grown and out running. And now I'm put out the pasture, as it were. Yeah. Well, Eating oats. Can we just say... Watching Fox we, News. We are glad to have you on because we had two guests on to discuss the field at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I just got back from getting burritos. The first guest did not give us the sort of analysis that we were looking for. Oh, no, yeah. So I, I would say, say that's, yeah. Well, no. I know a thing or two. Back in 2013, we really knew horse racing. Yeah? yeah? These runners these days, they don't know horse racing. Well, what do you mean? What's different They don't understand. Well, what's different? It's only been Back five years. Back then, we had iPods. Now they just got iPhones. <laughs> okay, all right. It's yeah. completely different training music. Back then, we had... Names like Lucky Day. Okay. And Orb. And, and Orb. Now they have names like Enticed and Instilled Regard. Ooh, what private school do you go to, Instilled Regard? Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. That name is kind of, kind of waspy. Promises Fulfilled? That's the name of a horse. Not back in my day. They all used to be called Paradise. I got paradise in the third. Uh, I mean, okay. You keep saying back in your day. I mean, it was back five way years back. Ago. It was a lifetime ago. <laughs> Literally, there were horses that were born after me that already have kid horses. I mean, nay. I guess it's different for us because we're humans. We have different lifespans. Humans yeah. at this point live an average. I mean, oh average yeah, you, like you, you talk years. to one of those flies that live for one day, and yeah. they can tell you they talk like their grandparents after twenty three hours. Personally, probably going to live for at least fifty. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on yourself. <laughs> uh, look, it's completely different training regiments too these days. Okay, so give us a, a, an example of what was different oh, for you in that. The new jockeys. Coddle their horses. Huh? They coddle their Oh, do your legs hurt? Do you need another carrot? <laughs> do you want some hay inside of your trough? These yeah, all they, sound like perfectly reasonable. Yeah, these things. sound like a, Not in my day. Well, well, what was it like in your day? Back in my day, they'd be like, I tell you when you get hay in your trough. And if you don't finish all your hay, you're not getting a carrot. Did you have a problem finishing your hay? You look like a guy that eats your hay. Oh, I ate my hay, but that's because I was told to eat my hay. Horses these days don't even need to finish their hay to get carrots. Some of them are just eating carrots. Oh, that's well, carrots that's are quite healthy. And they've got they're full of they got this special booster mulch. They're not eating actual hay. They're not eating real dried grass. I feel like there's been some improvements, though. They're eating like vitamin-powered grass. The horses are taking less steroids these days. That's got to be... Oh, positive. and the lack of steroids. She, she, my little, my little horse legs can't handle some steroid muscle. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, Bunch I, of babies. Thing, what, are you a filly or are you a horse? Things have changed. Nay! Or <laughs> things have changed, okay? Yeah. We, the science has advanced. There's newer training methods, and they're implementing oh, them. Oh, and the Me Too movement. Don't or, get me started on the Me Too We didn't. I'm fairly sure we did. Back in my day, you could say whatever you wanted to a female horse when you won the Kentucky Derby. Now if you do, they might shoot you in the head and turn you into glue. No, they're not going to shoot. They might. No, they're not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, they would. That's what they do. They drag you through the press, and then they shoot you in the head and turn you into a glue stick. 
<laughs> and then kids use it on their glitter projects that the parents just throw away. They say it's good work. It ain't good work. It's actually not a bad idea for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Turn him into glue. Back in my day, Harvey Weinstein was a producer. Now, with the 2018 Kentucky Derby, he wouldn't even be allowed in the door. That's true. Though, don't you mean hashtag nay too? That's my word. Hey, you can't use hey, that Joel, word. That's Joel, our word. Yeah, you can't just say you that. You can't man. say that's, that's, that that's, word. It's kind of one of those things like they can say it, we can't. Yeah, well, I'm nowadays, sorry, I, even I if you're a horse and you say nay, there's going to be people who look at him sideways. I mean, there's going to be people who say that might not be okay. As a horse. Even if you're a horse saying it. As a horse. It might not be okay, Joel. Isn't everything you look at something you're looking at sideways as a horse because your eyes are on the, the side oh, of your head? So oh, you're not allowed to say that either. <laughs> You're not allowed. That's disrespectful to talk about my looks. It's not disrespectful. Did you not see Michelle Wolf talk about the smoky eye? You don't do that anymore, Joel. She didn't insult the smoky eye. She just observed the. Yeah, and look what happened to her. She got shot and turned into glue. (laughs) All right. Michelle Wolf? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't hear that. Oh, or, yeah. Hannity did it. Or, or I know because I watch a lot of Fox News. No, I'm old. Yeah, no, and no, out no, of touch because... with Gen Z horses that were born after 2016 and a half. Let me ask you real quick because uh, it seems like that was that's, – we seem to in, know that you watch Fox News kind yeah, of from your attitude here. That's but true. Can you at least give us maybe your, uh, your picks for the Oh, Derby? I'll give you my picks. Yeah. You know who's going to win it? Who's going to win it is uh, Magnum Moon. Ooh. You know why? Why? Because he believes in the Second Amendment. You can't take away my guns. Magnum Moon and I, we're going to hold our ground in a farm in Montana. And if the feds try and come, we're going to nail them right off. We're going to nail them <laughs> with our Magnums. They're gonna, we're going to hold our ground. We're going to stand it. Nobody can step on our property because we own this. I used to be a Kentucky Derby winner. I was a victor. I was victorious. I slept with a supermodel. And I'm a horse. And she was a human. That's <laughs> yeah. what I did with my youth. What did you do with your youth? Nothing for nobody. Go back to Bonnaroo. Oh, well, that's very dated reference to music. I'm an old horse. Orb, you have changed so much since we last saw you. I'm and, an old And I want man you to know now. society has changed too. And, I'll be dead and soon. And it's been for the better. So I think you, no. need, you need to get with the program, All Orb. change is bad change. I used to be a champion and now I'm broken. Orb, you're Feel sick. bad for me. Feel bad for Orb the horse who used to have purpose in life. And now he's just a bag of horse bones in a flappy horse skin body. I'm beginning to think we're not going to get our insightful uh, Kentucky Derby breakdown. I'm, I'm in for Magnum Moon. Magnum Moon, 15 and 2. It's not a bad bet. All right. Thank you very You're much, welcome. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports. Top 10 worst first pitches. Ooh. Oh, I like this one already. Oh, it's yeah. from August 19th, 2014. Oh, that's so, so it's many been a bad, bad pitch. first pitches in those three intervening years. In the past years. four, four I can, three and a half years. I can think of at least two. Okay, look, most of us aren't important enough to be invited to throw a ceremonial pitch at a Major League Baseball game, so we shouldn't judge. Oh, that or makes... a marketing rep for, like, a local company. Right? Could that be makes that so much more sense. I thought this was literally going to be, like, the first pitch of a of an at-bat or a game, and I was like, no. 
Are they just all going to be like home runs? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. no. Like ceremonial first pitches. No. Ceremonial first pitches makes so much more sense. Well, some celebrities do a totally respectable job when they take the mound. Others screw up so royalty that we can't help but laugh wildly as they overcome as we're overcome with pure schadenfreude. Beginning with the most recent fail, here's a look at some of the most memorable worst first pitches in baseball history. Miss Texas, Monique Evans. To be fair, Miss Texas appeared to be attempting ballet and baseball simultaneously when she threw the first pitch at last week's Angels-Rangers game last week in 2014. This is from the past. <laughs> so that provided an additional challenge since most people simply attempt to pitch and nothing else. The result, the ball hit the ground within seconds and rolled very, very far away from the plate. Mm. Boof. She did manage to keep the crown on her head, though, so bonus points for that. What, what was the gymnastics thing that she did? You want to see? Sure. All right. Uh, well, we can't watch all of them, but I will play this one. So she's like winding up. She does a little like wee, and she like kicks her back leg way up, boo, and she underhands it, and then she celebrates, and it was like a bowling shot. Yeah, that was, she just it, was bowled it. It was like she was playing bocce ball there. Yeah, it was like she was playing bocce ball. I thought it was like she did some sort of tumbling thing, but no, it was just a stupid. Stupid posing. Demon. All right, well, that's the only one you're going to watch. You'll have to imagine the rest of them. Where else this will take forever? Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. No. Yeah. What? Not figure. her. Uh, oh, man. The Canadian pop singer should have been, uh, should have called a baseball coach, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this writer, this is a writer for time. They're up, and this is much better than when we do our barstool sports crap. In July 2013, a year after her hit Call Me Maybe charmed the world, Jepsen headed to Florida to throw the first pitch for the Tampa Bay Rays. By Call Me Maybe? I thought it was a good, I I thought we was a good song. I danced. Well, I thought it was yeah, garbage. I, I but... danced. Uh, we would call the result absolutely dreadful, but that would be the understatement of the century. She did overhand it. It just didn't go very far. Okay. Well, can we, can we see the video? No. no oh, 50 no. Cent. The rapper grinned so wide after throwing the ceremonial first pitch on behalf of the Mets in May 2014. You'd think he threw a perfect strike. Not so, friends. Not so. He launched the ball literally miles, well, okay, feet, from the plate. And though he laughed it off at first, he later blamed it on a shoulder injury. Okay. Oh, come on, 50. You're better yeah. than that. Well, this is where it gets worse. Okay, okay, that's not too embarrassing, right? Well, he then blamed that injury on excessive masturbation. Ah! Yeah. Either way, this confirms any suspicions one might have that 50 Cent was a secret baseball superstar. Maybe just stick to rapping, Fitty. Or masturbation. Mariah Carey. Oh, wait. Can we watch a video of 50 Cent? Oh, nope. God. As soon as Mariah Carey walked into the field at the Tokyo Dome in 2008, you knew things weren't going to end well. The first giveaway, her staggering four-inch heels, her itty-bitty shorts don't exactly scream while athleticism either. Perhaps just disturbing, though, are the mascots who escorted her and the cameraman's lingering gaze at Miss Carrie's stems. Or for that matter, someone from Time referring to her legs as stems. I, I thought yeah, th I, I thought the more common phrase would be gams. I, I was I thought they were gonna start with we knew it was bad from the start as Mariah wasn't taking her meds. Yeah, or, that would have been or too much of them. <laughs> well, we learned that after other? 2014. Yeah, Mayor Mark Mallory on opening day in 2007, Cincinnati Mayor Mark Mallory uncorked a ceremonial first pitch that briefly made him a nationwide punchline. That's one of the worst opening pitches I've ever seen, mutters an announcer. Former Red Star Eric Davis, Mallory's catcher, appears flabbergasted. 
The umpire is so disgusted, he mock ejects the mayor. <laughs> that would be it. This is like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> Richard Nixon once said that a man unable to hold his own in a poker game was not fit to be president. The same could be said of politicians unable to hurl a little league caliber fastball. <laughs> To Mallory's credit, he maintained a sense of humor after the incident, telling the Cincinnati Inquirer, Eric Davis missed the sign. I called for a pitch out. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. He wasn't reelected. No, he couldn't have been. Carl Lewis. It's hard to pick on Carl Lewis, once known as the world's fastest man. He notched nine Olympic gold medals in four track and field events. Not that hard. He was doped out of his mind. Sure. (laughs) But for a superhuman athlete, the guy cannot throw a baseball to save his life. As this 2003 effort... At Seattle's Safeco Field reveals, here's what's truly frightening. Lewis's performance on the mound was better than his 1993 rendition of the National Anthem. It's probably the best Lewis steer clear of baseball diamonds entirely. I was going to say, he screwed up a National Anthem now and a ceremonial first pitch. Yeah. That's some kind of special. He's going to have to do the mascot races one of these days. (laughs) Uh, That'd be really unfair to the other people in the mascot race. Right? Yeah. Joan Steinbrenner. Oh. To be fair, Joan Steinbrenner is old, and her <laughs> feeble toss didn't ruin the 2008 renaming of the Yankees' spring training facility after her husband. But why couldn't a club that ponied up more than $400 million this offseason on free agent acquisitions alone shell out a few more bucks to get the wife's owner a pitching coach? That's the second time they talked about a pitching coach besides the Carly Rae Jepsen pitching coach, maybe. Who did the Yankees maybe. grab before 2014? I don't know. I, I uh, I don't know. Annika Sorenstam. Oh, no. Yeah, in 2008, the Swedish golf star took the mound before a Mets game and deposited a 55-footer that shocked the Shea Stadium faithful. No matter what stage you've ever performed on, when you have to throw out a first pitch outside your realm of normalty, uh, that's a tough, tough thing to pull off, an announcer explains. Still, we'd have expected better from a woman whose booming drives helped her to 72 LPGA victories during her storied career. You know, I've heard that if if you go to Europe, like since kids don't grow up like doing baseball, they can't throw. I mean, it's entirely possible. Oh, We're wow. just overlooking the cultural differences in Sweden where it's like the the step and, and overhand throw is just America wins again. Yeah. America wins again. I Fuck heard yeah. someone describe two Americans taking on ten Russians in a snowball fight in Moscow and said it was a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> The Russians were annihilated. Oh, you it's can't pick snowballs. <laughs> well, yeah. they're better at elections. Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp is a damn cheater. After the Bla- <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks Hawks winger stepped onto the mound at U.S. Cellular Field in September 08, he surprised players and fans alike by abruptly walking right back off the mound only to return with a hockey stick. He then slapped the ball right into the glove of White Sox pitcher Mark Burel. Sure, that might have been a perfect strike, but we're not counting it. I think it's pretty amazing. That was fucking great. I'm I'm on board for that. I don't know. That sounds like something on a Bozo's Grand Prize game. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a reminder of better times. Dick Cheney. (laughs) The throw wasn't half bad. But the reaction Dick Cheney got from fans at the Washington Nationals home opener (laughs) was the New York Mets in 2006 with loud boos and some cheers, as the Associated Press put it, makes it one of the worst ceremonial first pitches ever. When asked later about the audience's vitriol, Mets third baseman David Wright shrugged it off. When you got 50% of America that's Republican, 50% that's Democrat, probably going to get mixed reviews. 
I don't think that it was a 50% vote. I think yeah. that's because they got him to a war that at that point they knew was under false pretenses. I will say any any first pitch by Dick Cheney that doesn't end with him collapsing and dying in the field. Yeah. Not a good one. That's true. When's Mike Pence going to give his first pitch? I mean, his wife will have to join him on the mound or else he'll get too many boners. <gasps> and that brings it end to another wide world of a weird sports. Oh, that last joke was very timely, but if you're listening to this in the future, you're going to have to go back and do your research. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings close another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we'd like to give you our contact information. But can we, get, can we bring in Orb the Horse to do that? Orb, are you still there? Hey, all right. Here I go. You kids in your social media back in my day, we had the same social media, but Cambridge Analytica wasn't stealing it. <laughs> they, they were. We, we didn't, didn't know about it. <laughs> All right, you can find us on Twitter. It's the same place it was when I was a kid. It's at twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And while you're on there, give Donald Trump a break. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Oh, but don't friend your secretary on there or she might take you to court. Or you can find us on SoundCloud with all of our back episodes by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Back in my day, you used to have to find this podcast on iTunes. You still can, can't you? Yeah, you can do that too, but now it's SoundCloud's the shout out. What is this? Mm. Everything's in the cloud these days. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Guys, living in the past, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Who are you taking in the Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.